Let's preview some more football games, though. NFL action. Uh, this team. The Commanders. Back in action after ruining my Sunday. Uh, they are, in this game, three-point underdogs. Matt Ryan, that experiment looks like it's over in Indianapolis. Jonathan Taylor working his way back from an injury. Hopefully he gets 15, 20 touches for my fantasy team. What are you doing, if anything, in this game, Peach? where this line, man, it's crazy because the Commanders have been playing good football. Well, I mean, they beat the Packers. They're three-point dogs. Heineke takes over for Carson Wentz. Defensive lines look pretty good. Total 39.5. What are you doing here? I don't have a good read on this game with everything going down with Indianapolis. Played them to win the division. That's a ticket that I'm probably going to have to toss in the fire early. Yeah, I actually like the Colts minus three. So right now, I think the perception, Heineke starting over Wentz, got to win over the Packers. The Colts, they've been a dumpster fire. Matt Ryan's awful. Jonathan Taylor's done nothing this season. Colts keep losing these games. I, I figure Washington's going to be a trendy dog this week. But I think the change at quarterback is the last gasp that Indy has to try and save the season, try and save Frank Reich's job. And it's all up to Ellinger. He's the guy. I like the fact Washington has no film on him, so they don't really know what to expect. And he brings a running element yeah, to them. Yeah, he can use his legs. Matt he, Ryan was a statue out there because he's 100 years old. That's exactly right. So we'll see what happens. But I kind of like the Colts in this game to to win and cover the three. The total 39.5, that feels low. It's just because Ellinger's out there, it feels like they put it under 40. But I kind of lean the over there, too. But I, I think I am going to lay the three with the Colts. I don't think it's going to drop to two and a half. I think this is the best number we're getting with Indy and especially at a minus one Oh five at the minus three price. So I would take that with the Colts. Yeah. I think the Colts are obviously the right side here, right? Where you do have the commanders, you're coming off a win over the Packers and your three point dogs on the road. Indianapolis, obviously like Frank Reich replaces Matt Ryan. I just, uh, I'm staying away from this one. Uh, 49ers Rams. Here's another one where you really have to monitor the injury report right now. Everything that's going on for both of these teams. And right now, San Francisco, a one-point favorite on the road. The total in this game is 42. It's minus 110 both ways. And then on the money line, San Francisco minus 115 on the road. Rams coming off a bye, minus 105. Right now, man, the offensive line for the Rams is a disaster. You mm -hmm. look at the trends for this game, Kyle Shanahan has absolutely owned Sean McVay, but McVay did get him in the big game last year, the NFC title game, of course, but he's 8-4, and four, and the crazy part about it is he's been an underdog in nine of those games, and he's 8-4 and four straight up, not just against the spreads. He's beat him eight out, of, 8 out of 12 times, owns him, and then you look at the 49ers' defense, it's pretty much we, like we broke this game down already because we've seen it already. I played the first half under in the first matchup. We've talked about it here the last two years because we've seen it four times. 49ers defense, they always defend the Rams the same way, right? And they always have success. They get pressure with their front four, especially yep. if Nick Bosa's back fully healthy. And then they're able to play coverage behind that because their linebackers actually could cover. They have very good coverage linebackers. And even when they're beat up this year, their second pressure rate, they're still getting after the quarterback, even with Nick Bosa missing some time. And the Rams are 24th in pressure allowed. So how the hell do the Rams protect Matthew Stafford who was pressured on over 41% of his dropbacks in the first matchup, especially without two offensive linemen. He does get his center back this week, which is huge. I think that's good analysis. And we mentioned a couple segments ago, Jimmy G, 7-1 against the spread against the Rams in his career. The NFC West, we know, really each team dominates like each team in that division. The Niners dominate the Rams. The Seahawks dominate the Niners. The Rams dominate the Cardinals. It's just like an evolving circle in the NFC West. And San Francisco, it hurts that there's no Debo in this game. It obviously does so much for them. And that's why I'm not feeling great about the Niners. Also, the fact that the Rams are off a bye. 
Niners just played that big game against the Chiefs. They're going to have to get up for another big game. Obviously an opportunity to sweep the Rams this season. It's tough to beat a team twice, but that's all the Niners have done really since Shanahan's been there. So you say it's hard, and and that's what Shanahan does every year to McVay. Yeah. It, it feels like the Niners are the side minus 115, but with no Debo and no use check and the fact that the Rams are off a bye, it, it just worries me a little bit. Well, and that's what I'm saying, man, because I feel like I haven't played it yet, but I'm probably going to play the Rams. I was just waiting to see on Debo, and he was ruled out when we first jumped on the air tonight. Um, and then the bigger loss, not at the bigger loss, Debo is the biggest loss that you have right there. Yeah. But Kyle use checks out for this game and you're going to laugh because he's a fullback. But if you look at the EPA numbers for Jimmy Garoppolo, even when use checks on the field, they skyrocket when he's on the field compared to when he's off the field. And it's because they use them a bunch of different ways. You know, I mean, they could split him out. He catches passes out of the backfield. They let him get a couple carries every single game. He's a really good blocker, and Shanahan loves him. And Shanahan's at his best game planning when he has a fullback. There's a reason why the 49ers are still one of the only teams in the league yeah. that carry a fullback on their roster. I actually, and with the Rams coming off a bye, season kind of on the line. Trent Williams just came back for the Niners last week. He's not 100%. I think San Francisco, I think, I'm sorry, the Rams are the side here. But again, I just don't know how they protect Stafford if he's blitzed or, or pressured on 41% of the dropbacks again, and they're beat up on that offensive line. But even with McCaffrey and all those flashy weapons, man, I still I think the Rams are the side here, and I think this is almost like a must-win game for yeah, them. Yeah, I would agree. Giants Seahawks, I have a strong interest in this one as yeah, well. What are you this, doing here, man? So this is probably going to be another Joe's versus Pros game, right? I mean, the Giants—they're five and zero straight up as underdogs this season. It's never pretty. They're always trailing. It seems like going in the fourth quarter, but they always find a way to get it done. We've been talking about this game a lot this week, Ryan, but. It's got to be Seahawks or pass, right? Like the toughest thing to do when you're gambling is to consistently bet against a team, get burned when you know it's the right side. Jacksonville, we know was the right side last week. They just didn't get it done. And now again, Seattle's probably the right side again, minus three. If somebody wants to take the Giants plus three, you understand why they would. The key though is the travel element to all this. The Giants, think about it. They played the London game against the Packers. Then they come home. Then they play the Ravens. Then they go down to Florida. They play Jacksonville. Then they go back to New York. Now they fly out to Seattle. That's a lot of wear and tear, man, on the body. Seattle, we know when they're rolling, when they're playing well, one of the best home field advantages in the sport. So I I think that place is going to be jumping. What Geno's doing, how that offense is playing. They're in first place in the NFC West right now. This is a huge game. You figure the Seahawks probably aren't going to win the division, and neither are the Giants. So for that NFC wild card, this is a massive, massive game. I like the Seahawks on the money line, minus 155. I wouldn't lay the three, but I do like them on the money line. I'd even look at a Seahawks first quarter, first half, because they they do start. They start so strong, usually, and the Giants tend to get off to some slow starts, especially traveling out to the West Coast. I think Seattle early on in the game is probably the play, but I just I I know it's tough to go against the Giants again as underdogs. But there are a reason they're underdogs. Vegas they're 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 six and one, but they're fraudulent. You know they're just not an impressive team. There's something to be said for the fact they're winning all these games, but they're just not impressive yet. I still don't believe in Daniel Jones, Saquon. They're running him a lot. He's he's gonna start wearing down a little bit. Give me the Seahawks on the money line this week.
Yeah, I'm on the Seahawks money line as well. I didn't I didn't take the points. I just went money line. I think they're going to win this game. Even though the Giants have been great on the road. Two straight road wins, 5-0 and against the spread on the road. Daniel Jones, we talk about this all the time. The home road splits are crazy. He's 15-6 and against the spread away from home. But Geno, man, 12-3 and against the spread in his last 15 games as starting quarterback. Right now leads the league in QBR. Brian Dable and Mike Kafka have been great. Did I ever tell you I played against Mike Kafka in high school? No. Yeah, he grew up like 25 minutes away from me crazy that now he's the OC for the Giants but him and Dable have been awesome man but they don't I mean the wide receiver room is trash they're winning these games because Saquon has been awesome and he's playing for a contract because they didn't lock him up and uh I just think that comes to an end I mean the Seahawks defense has been better granted they faced two beat up teams in Arizona and the Chargers last week but they've improved man on down to down situations the first five weeks of the season I thought this might be the worst defense in the league they were 31st in EPA per play allowed 46% of the snaps against them graded successful the last two weeks they're third in EPA per play allowed and only 34% of snaps have graded successful they've figured some things out man we know what the Giants are going to do they're going to look to run the football problem is only 28% of the runs have graded successful against Seattle the last two weeks they figured some stuff out with the run defense I think they'll sell out to stop the run Force Daniel Jones to beat him in this situation. I expect Dable probably to try to test Seattle's defense a little bit early. You know, maybe come out with Daniel Jones throwing the ball. So I did take Saquon over three and a half receptions because he's, I think, their best wide receiver. Wendell Robinson's getting a little bit healthier. He can make some plays. But my plays are Seahawks money line, uh, Saquon over three and a half receptions. And then I haven't seen it yet, but give me the Kenneth Walker rushing total because that's the other way that you beat the Giants, man. You could get them on the ground. I don't know why Green Bay went away from running the football in that game in the second half. I don't think Pete Carroll will. Kenneth Walker's on another oh, level Kenneth right now, Walker's dude. fantastic. And then you got Geno, man. The, only, the other thing I was looking at, the reason I didn't play Seattle immediately is because the Giants right now can get pressure on the quarterback. And Geno struggles at times against the Blitz, like he did against the Cardinals. But the difference is Vance Joseph, I love his defense because he blitzes and then he plays zone coverage behind the Blitz. Look what Wink does. Now, Wink could switch some things up, but the reason Wink lost his job in Baltimore is because he doesn't always make adjustments, right? He plays man, and Gino absolutely torches man. If you look at the splits, man, seven yards per pass attempt against uh, zone coverage. He goes all the way up to 10 against man, so I do think he could have some success here. Also, Seattle leads the league already, man. They have seven touchdowns in the first quarter. They were up 17 nothing on the Chargers in the fourth quarter of that last game. Again, if you have a defense that's built to play with leads and you're getting out to early leads and you could do that against the Giants and you have Daniel Jones throwing the ball 45 times, easy win. Mm -hmm. I don't have a whole lot else to say about Packers, Bills. I bet the Packers to win. What about you? Yeah, look. 13 point, 12 point dogs. I mean, Rodgers is the biggest dog of his career. That's going to make him have a chip on his shoulder. Buffalo's coming off a bye, which is always scary, but the Packers are the desperate team. And you always got to bet the desperate team in the NFL. Buffalo had their big win against the Chiefs. That's the game that they circled. That's the game they needed. They essentially got two games up on the Chiefs because if you finish with the same record as them, you have the tiebreaker over them. So they're going to get the number one seed in the AFC. The Packers, though, they know they got to get ground on Minnesota. They already lost to them, so they've lost that tiebreaker already. They have Detroit next week. They have some big games coming up. They, they, you know, Buffalo has struggled at times this year when you're able to slow down their offense and you can possess and shoot clock, and you bend but don't break on defense. If you make them work their way down the field, you can stay in the game with them. You know, the Steelers got smashed because Gabe Davis was running for 80-yard touchdowns. So give me Green Bay with Rodgers as a dog. I like the Packers quite a bit. Yeah, love the Packers. 